Our scripture reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Once more Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves and have, been, have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized the slaves, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find in the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they'd found, both good and bad. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. be seated. I can remember in fourth grade, you know, there was a group of maybe three or four people in our class who were considered, right, the, the cool group. And I remember uh, being someone who was not one of those three or four people, but that really desired to be a part of that group, uh, to kind of be invited to the different things that they would go and do outside of school. And, and I remember that they put together a, a Valentine's party of some sort. And, and so they, they sent out the invitations to a limited number of people, right? It wasn't to the whole class. And I don't know how, but I got one. And I was so excited because I, I felt like I had tried to cultivate those relationships with these individuals so that I could be a part of the cool club, right? That I could go and be a part of the different things that they were involved in uh, outside of school. And I just worked so hard at it. Because for me in that moment, I wanted to be a part of that group. I wanted that invitation so badly. And so I worked, and I worked, and I worked. And see, we all have those moments within our lives where there, maybe there's some group or some event that we just so badly want to be invited to or be a part of, and so we work, 
we work at it. Our, our culture has, you know, rewarded hard, hard work and, and natural abilities um, in, in so many ways. When we think of, like, honor societies that people are able to uh, be a part of in, in different academic worlds, uh, the people who are, are smart and who work or, or work hard at it so that they can, you know, join this society, or exactly like I talked about, wanting to earn the respect and the invitation of maybe the, the wedding that um, is, is the hot wedding of the season, the prime event that everybody's going to be at. We fall into that, each and every one of us, in some way, shape, or form. We, we work hard so we can be a part of something. We want that invite. We want that, that just that desire and that invitation to go and to be a part of what we deem in our minds as the good thing. And in our scripture today, we, we see that Jesus is, is giving a parable. He's giving a parable of this this. this king who is gone and who is inviting all of these people to this wedding banquet. These people who had been invited, who in this king's mind uh, were his people, right? The people that he deemed worthy of being invited. The people who he thought were his friends, the relationships of those who he thought would support and be there. And they go and they, and they tell all of these individuals that you were invited to this wedding banquet, that, that there's going to be a dinner prepared for, for them, that, that there's a lot of work that's, that's been put into this event. And then we see that they kind of went in other directions. We hear that one went to his farm, another to his business. And, and so the king right there, you know, he had put out all these invitations, uh, you know, thinking in his mind that this was the event to be at and, and these are the people whom he wanted to be with him in this moment. And they were not. They were not because they, they put the things that were going on in their lives ahead of this invitation. They were more worried about their image, their work, working for you know, their gain than, than coming to this wedding. And, and as Jesus goes on in this parable, he talks about the king, how outraged he was, and he sends his troops to go and to burn down this city that these people are from. Which is very interesting because, well, at some point, like, everybody's not going to come to everything we invite them to. 
So it almost seems like a little bit of an extreme uh, action to go and to burn down this city. But I think what Jesus is getting at in sharing this parable and, and what he's hoping those who are hearing this will acknowledge and see that we work so hard. This city that these individuals were a part of, they, they in their minds, they had built it for themselves and for, for all of the people who were around it. They had worked for themselves to create this place. And they were putting this place and themselves before maybe a greater kingdom. Which I think is very similar to, to what we fall into at times. We work so hard to be looked at as good and okay in the eyes of, of our peers, of our colleagues. We try to build a city, our own city, uh, where we are looked at as, as successful, as good. And sometimes we miss out on going and being a part of celebrating God's kingdom because we're celebrating our successes. Because we so badly want to be invited to the cool party. As, as the uh, parable continues to go after Jesus is then, or Jesus is sharing this parable, and, and the king has gone and, and the, has told his servants to go and to invite anybody who you can find. What's interesting there is that. They went out, they gathered people, and they found both good and bad so that the wedding hall would be filled with guests. Earlier in this parable, right, the king had the certain people who were going to be invited. And they did not come. But then... The servants go out to the king's request and they go and they invite people so that this kingdom will be filled. But they do not just invite people based off of that success that we all crave after, the, 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 the people who have worked so hard to be that, that good person, but they too invite the bad. So that the kingdom, the wedding hall, would be filled. And see, Jesus is showing that, that this, this kingdom of God, this kingdom of heaven that, that he has come and that he is, is preparing for us. That it is for the good, the bad, and the ugly. That it's not something that we earn. We don't earn it through being those successful and good people in the world. 
because it is there for everyone. And Jesus then continues on in the parable in, in sharing how there was a man who was not wearing the wedding robe and, and the king goes and is wondering why. And the, and the king then uh, says to the attendants, bind him, or bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnawing of teeth. Again, a little harsh. But I think Jesus is still trying to, to share and, and show that this kingdom of God that is, is for you and for I, that the, even though we do not earn this kingdom by our successes or being, quote-unquote, the, the good people, but that we are able to be in this kingdom of heaven through Christ our Lord. Christ our Lord who, who is the Son of God that comes into the world so that we may experience God's grace and God's, moment, God's presence that is around us. It is through God's grace and God's mercy. It is through Christ Jesus that we are able to come together whoever we are, into the kingdom of heaven. That we actually have the most important invitation that we will ever receive surrounding us before we ever acknowledge before we ever have the cognitive ability to know what culture deems as successful, as good. Before we were even brought to this earth, that invitation was there. That grace of God through Christ Jesus was there. As I was reading a commentary uh, preparing for today and, and really just dissecting this idea of success, one of the things that I found interesting was that whenever you go and you read a eulogy, and, and I have read many uh, over the years, we always want to highlight the great things about that individual whoever is writing the eulogy. You think about, we always want to say that they were a great parent, grandparent, a successful uh, business person. And that's great because we want to encourage people to be great parents and great grandparents. But what if the first thing, rather than highlighting the, the, the great, what we deem as great and successful actions on earth, is if we talk about the faith that a person had in Christ and that being what drove all of their actions, that being what drove them, us, to become the people that we are in the world. 
Because once we acknowledge that invitation that is right in front of us before we were even born, and we accept that invitation, that grace, then yes, we do want to become good people because we want to become more like Christ in all that we do so that others too will acknowledge and see that they have an invitation to the best party that anyone could ever ask for. That everyone has a place in the kingdom of heaven. And that invitation is before them as it is us. And for us to live out that invitation in grace and love. Because through the grace and the life of Christ Jesus, we are now able as one body, one kingdom, to join together, no matter who we are, where we're from. And that's what makes World Communion so meaningful, because as we are about to come together and, and gather around Christ's table and experience God's grace in this moment, we are doing so with so many saints, past, present, and saints that will come in the future. People of different ethnicities, different locations, we are all able, no matter who we are, to come together into the kingdom of heaven and to come together and experience God's grace around this table today. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that we have the ability to join you in the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven that is here on this earth and the kingdom of heaven that will reign through eternity. That no matter who we are or where we've been, that that invitation is there. Your grace is there for us. And for us to take that, that invitation and that grace that you have put before us and to grow in our understanding, to grow in our relationship, and to live out that message of grace and hope so that others too will see that they have a place and belong to you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.